재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Bringing you stimulating discussions on current affairs Discover the best of news and current affairs Primetime on TBS EFM 어, China has been engulfed in the worst smog of the year for the past few days, prompting the government to order factory to shut down, restrict driving, and even closing schools in the worst hit cities, including the capital city of Beijing. These uh, restrictive measures, which came into force uh, as early as last Friday, they won't be lifted uh, until these uh, stronger winds that are forecasted are expected to help disperse uh, some of the uh, problems in the air. To give us more analysis on the situation, very pleased to have joining us from the University of Birmingham, environmental health professor Roy Harrison. Hello. Good morning. Well, good morning to you there. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Professor Harrison. We we know that uh, Beijing, we know that China uh, has a pollution problem, uh, but exactly what is causing right now this uh, thick, uh, choking, toxic smog in the in that country? It's a mixture of air pollutants, but the the one that's most damaging to health and which causes the visible smog is what we call particulate matter, and that's that's tiny specks of dust and very tiny liquid droplets. Uh, floating in the air. We know that according to uh, Beijing officials, well, Chinese officials, uh, 21 cities, including uh, Beijing, are on what's called red alert, uh, which in their system, they have a four-tier pollution warning system, is the highest level. From what you're able to observe, how bad does the air quality have to be to warrant a red alert in China? Their system is based on on forecasting the air quality and it's also based on an air quality index and the index itself uh, is the concentration of fine particles in the air. Uh, If the index is forecast to go above 200 for four consecutive days, then they declare a red alert or above 300 uh, for the index over two consecutive days. That's also a reason to call, uh, to declare a red alert. So these are, these are really very health-threatening concentrations, uh, and, and they're very right to uh, both try to reduce emissions so that they, the concentrations don't rise to those forecast levels, but also to give the public warning so that they can protect themselves where possible. And when you say uh, when it gets to 200 or 300 being health-threatening, what kind of risks uh, are there for people who live in those areas? Uh, Is it mainly respiratory? Are there some other problems? It's mainly respiratory disease, so it's especially... Uh, risky for people with asthma or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Um, But um, the health effects studies show there are also effects on the heart. So um, there are effects on the cardiovascular system, uh, and it may bring forward uh, some heart attacks, for example, in, in people who are susceptible but would not, in the absence of the pollution, suffer a heart attack. 
generally in that sense, and you, you mentioned uh, when the uh, red alert system is out, uh, the other benefit for uh, the people would be giving advance warning so they can take precautionary measures. When we discuss precautionary measures, is it mainly uh, the advice to stay indoors when possible or, or wear masks? Are there, are there any other uh, preventative measures available? Well, I, I'm not personally convinced the masks are terribly effective, okay. although a lot of people do wear them in Chinese yeah. cities. I've tried them myself and I'm not convinced they work terribly well. So where possible, it's better to stay indoors because the pollution levels te- tend to be much smaller indoors if you keep the doors and windows closed so you're not la- allowing in the outdoor air very effectively. Um, that certainly is a, is a protection. And also uh, avoiding taking vigorous exercise because the more exercise you take, the more you breathe and therefore the more pollution you take in. So if if the people there can limit their exercise uh, out of doors, then that will help to protect them. It is... Um Somewhat interesting because we are here based in South Korea, Professor, and uh, I remember as far back as the 2008 uh, Beijing Olympics and in the lead up to those Summer Olympics, uh, there were athletes that would come to the region, obviously, to prepare uh, to compete. Many of those athletes had chosen to actually train in South Korea uh, because of the concerns of the air quality in Beijing. And obviously, there was a lot of media attention uh, paid to that. And China did initiate uh, some kind of a policy where they said they would try to reduce air pollution um, over a period of 20 years. This was three years ago when they uh, instituted it. From, again, what you've able, been able to observe, have we seen any noticeable improvements in air quality in light of what we're seeing right now with the smog problem, or is it just too early to see any of those uh, long-term effects? Well, I think for two reasons, it's too too early to say. Um, air, air pollution concentrations can vary quite a lot from year to year, just depending on the kind of weather that we get in a particular year. So you need quite a long run of data in order to uh, make a realistic evaluation of any trends. But also, if the measures were only implemented uh, within the last three years, it's going to be very hard to see any market changes anyway. I, I suspect little has changed so far, but we really don't have the data to be sure yet. What are some of those measures typically a government uh, can take? Is it uh, reducing emissions from vehicles, uh, factories in terms of regulations, uh, in terms of what they can also, uh, I suppose, emit as pollutants? Well, it, it is all of those things. It, it's controlling what industry emits. It can be controlling what fuels they use because they still use a lot of coal in China, which is a very dirty fuel. And they either need to change to cleaner fuels or clean up the emissions from the places burning coal, um, which is easy, easier done for industry where it's a, a large combustion plant uh, as, as opposed to in people's homes. Uh, where it's very difficult to apply controls and it would be much better to get people to change fuel. So those things and also introducing cleaner vehicles would be very helpful. In terms of uh, the forecast, 
And uh, with the situation in China and what we're seeing right now currently uh, in those uh, cities there, do you expect the the uh, pollution problem to get worse in the years to come before it gets better? Or are, are we going to gradually see sort of uh, an improving trend? I think now that the authorities in China are, are very aware of the problems and I think are very committed to resolving them, I don't think we're going to see things getting markedly worse. So hopefully we will begin to see noticeable improvements within the next few years, which should continue if their policies are, are firm enough to limit the emissions. So I, I'm, I'm quite optimistic that things shouldn't get too much worse. We've uh, here in Seoul once again uh, often talked about how uh, when there is that uh, yellow dust phenomenon that comes seasonally, also uh, the fine dust particulates uh, problem, it's easy to point figures at Beijing saying that, look, this is all this pollution coming over here, although, of course, the air quality in Seoul isn't uh, necessarily uh, impeccable as well. But can you just talk about how big of an impact uh, the pollution problem in China affects the rest of of the world and particularly i guess of interest to our listeners here in south korea well there will be effects on neighboring countries because the atmosphere carries this pollution over long distances we we see it in europe where uk pollution affects mainland europe and mainland europe's pollution affects the uk depending on the wind directions so undoubtedly south korea will, will be receiving air pollution from China at times when the wind is in that sector. Um, and sometimes it can be even worse downwind than it is in the country where the emissions are because the pollution can actually develop en route and become worse. We even see effects between continents. So in Europe we see some effects on ozone, uh, ground-level ozone of emissions in North America. Uh, and no doubt um, the emissions from China are, are affecting um, continents that are at times downwind, such as North America. And uh, as a final question, and it is maybe sometimes more convenient to separate this issue of smog and air pollution with the wider uh, concerns over climate change, uh, this massive multilateral agreement that was signed, the Paris Accords, people wondering now with the uh, incoming uh, administration of Donald Trump taking over uh, in the United States, whether uh, those agreements are in peril. How important do you think it is that there is a multilateral effort to address these issues of pollution as well as uh, climate change um, uh, from the international community? Well, I think international effort on climate change is absolutely crucial. It's, it's only through all countries taking action that we're going to see real improvements or real reductions in emissions of greenhouse gases that will limit the amount of climate change that uh, occurs on the planet. But many of the measures that can be taken to limit greenhouse gas emissions are also beneficial for, for local air pollution. Mm. So the two things very often go hand in hand, and it is very important that when policies are developed, they take account of both the climate change issues and the local air pollution issues, and I'm sure that is perceived in China. So measures like reducing the use of coal are beneficial for both reasons, 
uh, that they will benefit greenhouse warming and they'll benefit local air pollution substantially. So I, I think uh, there are concerns over what may happen politically because of the US, but the rest of the world, I think, is not going to change its view and hopefully we will move forward on both fronts uh, and we'll see uh, market improvement. I think a lot of people share those hopes as well. Professor Harrison, uh, we're going to have to leave it there. But thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate it. That's a pleasure. Thank you.